Hi everyone, this is episode number 12 of the Equipment Watch Market Roundup. Today we're going to talk about what we've seen in the used equipment markets over the past month, and we're going to take a deep dive into fuel costs, an important element in calculating operating costs for your machinery. Equipment Watch produces the leading database information products for the construction equipment industry and is the world leader in heavy construction research and serves more than 15,000 professional high-volume users of construction and lift truck data. Our online products are valuable tools and decisions surrounding the purchase, valuation, operation, and disposal of equipment. All right, well, we got a, a great show for you today. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Lutz. And I'm sitting here, as usual, with Sam Giffen, Director of Business Insights. Hey, Sam. Hey, Greg. So the uh, the latest Equipment Watch market report came out uh, just a couple days ago, right? That's right. Uh, I think it was released on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Uh, and, and we're looking at the month of June, right? Correct. As usual, I'd love to kind of dive in uh, market by market and find out what you, you saw last month. But what are the some of the big takeaways from the month of June? Well, the month of June was pretty interesting in that there weren't really any major takeaways that we didn't cover last month. You know, the summer months typically in the off-highway world are, they're pretty quiet in that the majority of major construction projects are underway. Mm -hmm. Most equipment that is going to be bought or sold has been bought or sold already by the end of the first quarter. I can understand that. And so as a result, the markets tend to slow down. You start to see desperation equipment show up. So you're either seeing much older, much more heavily utilized equipment that needs immediate replacement show up to be available on the resale channel. And you're also seeing that the buyers tend to have a lot more negotiating power. And so you tend to see fair market values decline a little bit. So uh, I wonder in that if you're seeing kind of worse equipment head to the market, is there a uh, more volume increased when it comes to auction over a private market? Generally speaking, we see auction stays very minimal throughout the summer. When you look at the resale channel, though, you will see age going up. You'll see usage going up, and you should see fair market values going down, generally speaking, in construction and lift. Hmm. Ag and commercial trucks are different stories, but again, nothing really out of the seasonal pattern has appeared this month. Right. Well, hopefully people uh, keep listening after that. <laughs> you know, we'll try to make it entertaining for them. So, I mean, maybe we should uh, kind of take that segue and, and dive right into the individual uh, markets themselves. So we started with construction. Anything else we need to know? So not a lot that we really need to know. I know in June you'll see a pretty sharp increase in resale market activity. I think that's a pretty standard fluctuation. It's just a rare, uh, progression to the mean, so to speak. Mm-hmm. May was particularly low resale um, activity for that month. And so we're just seeing a sharp month-over-month increase, much more minimal year-over-year change. Right. But to to really capitalize on what I was saying about what happens in the summer months, I think it'd be fun if you're you're a subscriber to the Equipment Watch Market Report, the premium edition, you'll actually have access to this data. But uh, for everybody else, we're going to be looking at the articulated rear dumps equipment category. What we saw in June is pretty typical of what you see across all large earth-moving equipment in the summer months. We saw 
resale activity month over month went down a good bit. So the market's compressing a little bit. We saw usage go up 3.5%. We actually saw age go down, we could pretty much say age remained constant. It was down 0.2%. So slightly younger. Slightly younger with much higher usage, uh, which again is a pretty good indicator that it's it's less desirable equipment mm -hmm. reaching the market. Again, part of that, that summer market compression. And we saw fair market values drop about 2% along with that. Uh, generally speaking, you see this across the board with large yellow iron in the summer months, leading up until about September, October, when the build seasons end for most of the country, and you start to see uh, construction equipment managers and CFOs looking at replacement options, and you start to see the market build back up again. Makes sense. So, I mean, if I mean, there's always something good for somebody, right? So, if, if I'm in the business of buying up machines and, and refurbishing. This might be a great time for me, right? This could be a good time for you depending on the availability of equipment in your area. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But but overall, if I'm I'm in the market for to replace my fleet, probably not the best time to, to go shopping. Probably not, no. You know, July, August, you know, probably still very much in the in the middle of project season. Kinda, you know, looking ahead a bit. Do you think kind of more of the same for at least another uh, 30, 60 days? I generally would expect to see construction dip slightly month over month through the next two months. I think near the beginning of the fourth quarter, we should start to see increases again. We should start to see um, age and usage on the market dropping mm -hmm. relative to the previous months. I think we'll, as a result of that, we should see fair market values start climbing. All right. Uh, let's move on to uh, our next market. What's happening with Lyft and Access? Lyft was surprising this month as in that there was almost no change in values across the market from the last month. So we're talking about May to June. We saw almost no change. Now, is that indicative of just a really stable market or were, were prices kind of up or down to, to start with? Well... Actually, values are down about 5% year over year across the entire Lyft market. But that's not to say that they're actually down. A lot of that could be attributed to changes in asset mix. Mm -hmm. So you can only read into that so far. But market activity is up 20% month over month. Again, a regression to the mean from, from a, a naturally low May. And we're also seeing average age down a little bit, even with usage up a little bit. So the same thing as what we're seeing in the construction market, just our, our general summer expectation here. Makes sense. I guess we can move on to our next market. Yeah, let's uh, let's swing over to the agricultural equipment section. Agriculture. We're still uh, still been optimistic for a few months in a row. Is this finally the uh, the month that breaks our optimism? I am happy to report this is not the month that breaks our optimism. Really. So even though fair market and forced liquidation values dropped from April to May in aggregate, we actually saw them hold relatively stable over the last two months. And we're expecting increases in fair market values in the third quarter. Why is that? Well, you see, values are down, but meter reads are also down on average across um, all of the ag equipment. There's a lagged impact on valuation here. We would anticipate that as more low-usage assets flood the market, that it will push fair market values up higher than, than they are now. So, a good time to buy a tractor. 
Yes, I'd say for both wheel and track tractors, now is probably a great time to buy relative to the months ahead. Well, well, great news if you're in the market. Finally, let's talk about commercial trucks. What happened in June? Well, thanks to our good friends over at Price Digest, we were able to get access to a lot of really cool information about commercial trucks. And uh, one of the things that they pointed out was that, as they predicted last month, fair market values did increase in the month of July by about 0.6%. And coinciding with that increase in fair market values, we actually saw market activity was up on the resale channel both month over month and year over year. So it sounds like a, a pretty strong month for commercial trucks. Uh, but I wonder, we, we talk a lot about uh, project-based seasonality in, in the construction and lift and access markets. Um, and obviously there's, there's harvest seasonality when it comes to agriculture. But I don't know that we've ever really talked about commercial truck market in terms of, of high and low seasons, right? So is this strong month just a, a work towards a expected peak? Uh, and if so, kind of when would that peak be? Well, what's interesting about the on-highway commercial truck world is that it doesn't necessarily follow the same project guidelines that you would see in the off-highway world. The U.S., generally speaking, has really great roads, mm-hmm. really great infrastructure compared to a lot of other places. And so most months of the year, uh, commercial trucking and commercial transportation can cross pretty much any region of the country. Mm-hmm. And so you don't see the same seasonality in utilization of the assets. Where you will see a noticeable impact is around the release of new model year assets by manufacturers, which is honestly starting here in a couple of months. And so it's far more advanced than the off-highway world. And so we should start to see 2018 tractors hitting the roads within the next few months. You should start to see new model year tractors and commercial trucks hitting the roads here in a few months, which should cause a spike in market activity mm-hmm. for recent model year vehicles that are being heavily discounted by dealers to clear space for new model years. Makes sense. Okay. So almost more similar to uh, to an auto market than, than an off-highway market. Very similar to what a consumer would expect to see in a, in a, a, traditional, a traditional passenger vehicle market. Got it. Uh, well, something we'll definitely keep our eyes on in the in the next coming episodes. Well, I think that wraps up the first half of this show. My thanks to Sam Giffen. Thank you, Greg. It's always a pleasure. All right. And for the uh, second half of the show, we are happy to welcome Senior Cost Analyst Elise Gregory. Hey, Elise. Hey, Greg. Hey, Sam. And Elise, you're here to uh, talk about cost trend factors. Now, what is a cost trend factor? Sure. So it's kind of a term that we came up with um, internally here at Equipment Watch. But as everybody knows, there's a bunch of factors that go into calculating ownership and operating rates. Uh, The cost trend factors are basically just the factors that fluctuate more often. Uh, So these include resale value, utilization, and fuel costs. These particular cost factors are important because they can impact your ownership and operating rates. Um, from a month-to-month basis, so it's really critical to keep a closer eye on them. So if I'm an equipment manager, you know, I probably don't need to look up cost of money each uh, each week or each month even, right? I can probably set that once a year or so. But but these are the factors that the market can kind of on a dime change, uh, change your cost structure in a big way, right? Exactly. Got it. So 
resale value, utilization, and fuel costs are all what we would consider cost trend factors. Uh, today, we probably only have time to focus on one of those, so let's take fuel as, as kind of the most obvious one. I think everyone realizes that it has a, a pretty big impact on their operating costs. It's not something subtle like uh, overhead or depreciation. But still, when you looked into this, there are some, some more subtle insights to, to fuel that you found. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you found out? Sure. So back in March, we gathered a bunch of historic data uh, from the Energy Information Administration. And we took a look at average gasoline and diesel prices and found that prices for both uh, spike in March to September. And we also found that diesel tends to be the least expensive in January and February, while it's the most expensive in September. Likewise, gas prices are the least expensive in January and the most expensive in June. So understanding and being prepared for these seasonal trends can help in generating more accurate project bids, managing operating costs, and predicting future operating costs. That makes sense. And, and I guess if you plan ahead well enough, you can also try to you know buy up as much fuel as possible in those cheaper months, uh, you know, knowing that prices are about to go up in the summertime. Yeah, you could. Now, that's, you know, probably a great help in, in the short term, but most projects take, uh, you know, much longer than, than a couple seasons. So you really looked much farther ahead, didn't you? Yeah, we did. Um, so using that same data from the EIA, we took seasonality into account and predicted what we thought gasoline and fuel costs would potentially be by the end of 2020. We didn't take inflation into account, but we did find that diesel costs will continue to rise, and by the end of 2020, will be around $4.20 a gallon. And gasoline costs saw a very similar increase to about $3.70 by the end of 2020. So, Elise, just, uh, just to clarify, those are seasonally adjusted values from the Energy Information Administration. Yes, they are seasonally adjusted national averages. So obviously this is you know, something you, you think is incredibly important to, to know ahead of time. Uh, tell us a little bit about why. So as mentioned before, these monthly changes in fuel costs have a direct impact on your operating costs. Skid steers, for example, could see about a 20% increase in operating costs between now and the end of 2020, just solely due to the rising fuel costs. Being able to forecast what your operating costs will be is critical for creating a bid for a project that spans multiple years or multiple seasons. Now, if, if our listeners want to uh, learn more, you uh, published an article about this recently, right? Where can they find that? Yeah, there's a couple of uh, different fuel articles that we've done over the last few months. They're all on intel.equipmentwatch.com. So uh, if you want to learn more, just head over there. Uh, there's a little search function. Type in fuel and or uh, author Elise Gregory, and you'll be able to find those articles. All right. Well, that wraps up our show. Uh, thanks to Sam Giffen, and thanks to Elise Gregory, our guests on today's episode. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and never miss a show. As always, the market report and all of our intelligence reports are available on intel.equipmentwatch.com. And if you'd like to learn more about our products and services, head over to www.equipmentwatch.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next month.